Blog Talk Radio. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. And they say if we'll only avoid any direct confrontation with the enemy, he'll forget his evil ways and learn to love us. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Politics! 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 That's right. It's politics, 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 and Happy New Year, America. Hi, I'm your host, Warren Markwitz, and welcome to Politically Incorrect on Blog Talk Radio. We are back. That's right. We're kicking off the new year. Just keep in mind, as of January 6th, we're going to have a live stream coming on from Spreaker as well. So pay attention for the changes and keep your eyes open so we don't want to lose you at all. We've already restricted some of the stuff on Podomatic as we're moving to a more... Uh, live stream and consolidated platform just so we can give you everything you need and everything you want from our show. It's an exciting time. It's January 5th, 2015, and welcome to the new year. That's right. Are we going to do the new year the same as the old year? Or are we going to open our eyes, open our minds, and open our mouths to make sure that our world does not spin out of control. Insanity and lunacy seem to be reigning supreme, and I've got some things to talk about that might just make your eyes cross. You know, some of the things have been floating around quietly for the last year or two, but hey, when things just don't make any sense and people leave them to fester, we seem to be kicking ourselves in the butt. So before we get ourselves kicked off and into full swing, Remember, if you'd like to participate in the show, please give us a ring at 516-387-1628. Once again, the guest call-in number is 516-387-1628. If you're using Skype, all you have to do is go over to the page there, push on the button, and Skype will bring you right into the show. Just remember, the NSA has been listening to you since January uh, or some, yeah, since 2011. That's right. Skype is no longer secure. So, anybody listening out there who's from the NSA, please send us an email. You can do that at radio at galtspeaks.com. You can even drop my name in there at warren at galtspeaks.com. Follow us at galtspeaks.com. Follow us at Facebook at facebook.com slash radio markowitz. And sign up at twitter.com uh, slash radio markowitz to follow all of our episodes, our shows, and our comments. That's right. I really don't care if the government's listening. Maybe they should start paying attention, considering Santa Claus is the only government employee who actually does what he says. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. He's the NSA employee number one. So sit tight, hang on, relax, and enjoy the ride. We're going to be kicking off January and the new year with a little bit of things to keep you thinking and or move to Spreaker.com starting at the end of this week. Hold on. I'll be back right after this.
Do you have a product or service that would be attractive to the listeners of this program? Programs like this require support of interested parties, vendors, and advocates just like you to continue to bring a message of freedom and independence to its audience. Politically Incorrect reaches thousands of people each month worldwide through traditional media and the Internet, and our listeners want the opportunity to vote with their pockets and cash by supporting like-minded people and organizations. For more information on how to advertise on this show, send an email to adverts, that's A-D-V-E-R-T-S, at galtspeaks.com. That's A-D-V-E-R-T-S at galtspeaks.com. Good news, everyone! That's right, good news. On August 14th, 2014, Politically Incorrect in a Warren Markwood show is making its broadcast debut at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KLAV Radio, 12.30 a.m. Las Vegas. The Warren Markwood Show. It's my world. You just live in it. Hi, I'm Tom Jones, chairman for the Nevada Independent American Party. Join us every third Thursday of the month for our open meetings at 7 p.m. For more information, visit the IAP website at ccnviap.org or email us at chairman at ccnviap.org. Thank you. This program is brought to you by the Law Office of Warren R. Markowitz Esquire. Attorney Markowitz, that's me, is licensed in New York, the U.S. District Court and Bankruptcy Courts in Colorado, and the Ninth and Tenth Circuit Courts of Appeal. For more information or to see if I can help you with your case, please contact me at info at markowitzlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-A-W-F-I-R-M.com. Warren Markowitz Esquire, a modern lawyer for modern times. Cryptocurrency and traditional forms of payment accepted. Hey, and we're back. Okay, just remember, if you want to be a part of the conversation, if you want to throw a monkey into the wrench or simply bring an idea up for discussion, please give us a ring at 516-387-1628 or directly on the contact page on Blog Talk Radio. Ah, it's January. Yeah, I know. I've said it one too many times at this point in time. It's cold. Many places in the country are covered in snow. And even over the last week or so, Nevada has seen freezing temperatures. It's been brutal. I gotta tell you, kid from as a kid from New York, I'm really not thrilled with the whole idea that I'm living in the desert and it's actually cold enough for me to wear a jacket during the winter time. But it is, it was, but it's warming up nicely. It's gonna be about sixty degrees today. And uh it's gonna continue to get a little bit warmer as things progress, so I'm kind of excited about that. You know, I'd prefer it somewhere between 70 and 80 or 82, uh, and that would be about it. That would be the greatest, great range of temperature. Wind is open, nice breeze, nice and comfy, you know, good sleeping weather kind of thing. But uh, I don't want to rub it in too much for the friends of mine who are back on the East Coast or up in uh, the Colorado, Wyoming areas where you guys are getting just simply rotten weather. But I got a question for you. For those of you who are in your 40s and maybe even older, you remember sledding? Just hanging out, getting all bundled up in your jackets and the hat and the scarf and the, the, the big old mittens and gloves and getting on a sled, or if you didn't have a sled, that plastic sheet that kind of got kind of bent into a toboggan shape or the garbage can lid or anything ridiculous like that and just finding a hill covered in snow. See, I grew up in the shadow of the Allstate building out in Farmingville, and we had a bunch of hills on that on, on that mountain, which pretty much we used for sledding. 
And we used to get chased away by the security guards, you know, private property and all that other stuff. And we couldn't use it. Or even worse yet, you went down the hill, wound up in the street somewhere. But nobody really did something stupid. I mean, very few of us actually got hurt. But it's gotten to the point where now we have developed this instinct, this inability to actually take a risk. For those of you who haven't figured it out, we've become a risk-averse country. We're not really sure what to do when things challenge our status quo. It's kind of freaky. Risk averse. How can you go through life being risk averse, avoiding all sorts of potential conflicts just because it might happen? If you don't think that's true, when was the last time you were able to see a kid riding a bike without a helmet? Knee pads, shoulder pads, arm pads. I mean, they're going to invent a, a bubble wrap tool that's going to wrap our kids up in bubble wrap so that this way they don't get hurt, they don't come in contact with anything. They don't know what's going on. Where I'm going with this is kind of stupid because sledding is being banned throughout the country. That's right. Sledding, using a sled, going down, enjoying some you know, winter fun is being banned. How much longer until they decide that we can't ski or you can't use your uh, snowmobile or anything like that? Places such as Des Moines, Iowa, Montville, New Jersey, and Lincoln, Nebraska have banned sledding. Putting up signs, telling people they can't use it, can't do it. All because somebody got hurt. Hey, dude, wake up. Life is filled with mistakes. People make them on a regular basis. A friend of mine once said, and would actually stand by his argument and saying, stupidity is the number one cause of death in America. The one thing you can't sure against. People are dumb. People make mistakes. People make mistakes even without being dumb. You know, that one wrong decision causes you a lifetime of pain. But why do I have to stop my life because you did something ridiculous? At what point do I have to stop enjoying living because too many people are putting themselves up for a Darwin Award? I would really, really like to see self-reliance and responsibility when it comes to making decisions. I recognize, and I think everybody out there recognizes, that one or two people are actually going to kill themselves. As a matter of fact, one of the studies said that over almost a five- or six-year period, 20,000 people went to the emergency room for sledding-related injuries. But so what? How many people step off a curb and twist an ankle? How many people slip on ice and break a leg? I'll raise my hand on that one. Walked outside working for Radio Shack back in, well, hell, I think it was the early 90s. Stepped out in front to unload a truck in the middle of the winter. I went one way, my foot went the other. Next day I know I got a cast on it. So what? Big deal. Yeah, I hurt myself at work, and I was covered by workers' comp, and I was covered by my employer, but the point is accidents happen. Accidents happen doing things that are normal. So why are we restricting our lives? Why are we allowing government to produce the ultimate nanny state? Sit back and think about that. You want to go out and have fun. You want to go out and do something, but yet... You can't do it because 
somebody says you might get hurt. Well, in that case, take your keys, put them in a, in a drawer because you can't use your car anymore. Don't get on your bike. Don't leave your house. Oh, wait a second. you got to leave your house. Most injuries occur in your house because the house isn't safe. At what point do we draw that line? You know, drawing that line might actually get you into more trouble than you think. Was, yeah, 2015 is going to be fun because I think a lot of people are going to wake up. Let's transition here for a second. I think we could all agree that the banning of sledding and the restricting of our outdoor activities because somebody might do something is kind of absurd, right? If not, please give me a ring. Let me know. Send me an email. Uh, send me a text message. Do something, but let me know what your position is on that because that's one of those things where I just can't simply, I don't I can't get my head around it. Somebody needs to explain to me where I'm wrong on this. And if you can, that would be wonderful. But in general, I don't think you can. I found out, you're going to get a kick out of this. You're probably all going to agree, too. That I have a diagnosable, does that work? Yeah. A diagnosable modern mental disorder. The DSM-4. So I know this is something that went in a couple, actually a few years ago, but it explains everything. You see, there's something called, ready for this one, oppositional defiance disorder. It's called ODD. ODD is made up of people that question authority, that are argumentative, that have independent thought, that have... All those little things that we used to call personality traits is now considered a mental disorder. That's right. If you question authority, if you are argumentative with people, if you challenge others, you actually can be, I assume they're going to medicate you, because now they're saying that people with ODD have ADHD and have potential learning disorders and all those other fun stuff. Does that mean every one of our founding fathers was mentally deficient? Does that mean the leaders we've had over the last 200 years of our history are mentally defective? No, I'll grant you, there was a few out there that probably were not exactly playing with the full deck. And on the other hand, there were a couple there playing with a couple extra cards. But are we going to continue to go down the road of allowing this nanny state political correct bull to simply dictate how our lives are supposed to be led and developed? At what point are we going to draw that line in the sand and say no more? Because you know, one thing leads to another, leads to another. Next thing you know, it's like, where did this come from? <laughs> How we get here? Are we going to see what I want to see? And I'm glad to find out that I have a mental disease because somebody will come up with a pill, and I won't be responsible for my actions. 
and I'll be able to, you know, help the pharmaceutical companies get get even wealthier while they poison me with something I probably don't need because I have something I ain't got because they're using this DSM manual to restrict us. As a side note, you may or may not know, but the Soviet Union used to use medical reasons and and psychiatric determinations to eliminate or reduce the number of political dissidents. See, believing that Soviet communism was wrong and that the way the government operated and functioned was wrong basically required them to arrest you, medicate you, and then to, quote, retrain you. We've all seen those dystopian movies. We've seen this, we've heard the stories of the gulags and the work camps in the middle of Siberia. We've we've seen you know movies like Gattaca and Gothica and all those those films. And hell, we even got Divergent, and we've got the Hunger Games, all about centralized control over one's everyday life and where they go and how things are done. Do we continue to let that occur? Why? Under what circumstances do we allow ourselves for the promise of something that will never materialize? We've already discovered that we have a liar in a White House. You'll keep your doctor. You can keep your plan. You can keep your policies. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. It'll cost you less. One thing after another after another. Do we see the writing on a wall? I, unfortunately, I'm in denial because I refuse to accept that we'll allow ourselves to go that far. Yet day in and day out, I see the events occurring time and time again. It's getting out of hand. Sit tight. Hang on. We'll be back right after this. We'll pick it up just then. This program is brought to you by the Law Office of Warren R. Markowitz, Esquire. Attorney Markowitz, that's me, is licensed in New York, the U.S. District Court and Bankruptcy Courts in Colorado, and the Ninth and Tenth Circuit Courts of Appeal. For more information or to see if I can help you with your case, please contact me at info at markowitzlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-A-W-F-I-R-M.com. Warren Markowitz, Esquire, a modern lawyer for modern times. Cryptocurrency and traditional forms of payment accepted. Hi, I'm Warren Markowitz, host of the Warren Markowitz Show on Blog Talk Radio. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to talk politics, economics, and anything else that just might tickle your fancy. See you there. Good news, everyone! That's right, good news. On August 14, 2014, Politically Incorrect in the Warren Markowitz Show is making its broadcast debut at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KLAV Radio, 12.30 a.m. Las Vegas. The Warren Markowitz Show. It's my world. You just live in it. Mostly Mail, your local provider for all your postal packaging and mailing needs, owned and operated by your neighbors. Mostly Mail provides the packaging and mailing services you need when dealing with all your holiday shipping. Visit Bill and the Boys at 7260 West Azure Drive, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89130, or give them a call at 702-294-6245. That's 702-294-6245 for more information. Mostly Mail, your local provider for postal packaging and mailing needs. They keep me connected, they can keep you connected. Stop on in and tell them Warren sent you. Hey, question. Where do you think it's safer to live? Now think about that. Is it safer to live in the blue states or the red states? 
take a moment, think about what I'm asking you. Is it safer to live in the states controlled by the progressive left or the conservative right? Blue being progressive or left, Democrats, and red being conservative right. You can throw some purples in there with the reds too. I think we'll lean a little bit to that side. It's a concern. Because the progressive left states are your nanny states. We're talking about these places that restrict our activities, don't respect the individual an individual's rights, believes that the the right of the individual has to give way to the right of the community or the society. Not that the individual makes up the society, but that society comes first. Over the last several weeks, we've had some horrible, horrible events take place. Cops being shot at on a regular basis in California. Two cops murdered in their patrol car in New York. Time and time again, we hear about people lashing out at the police. But where is it occurring? Is it occurring in Nevada? Is it occurring in Colorado? Wyoming? Nebraska? Huh? Is it occurring in those places in which, is it occurring in Alaska, where a cop probably isn't going to get back up for quite some time, considering what's going on? No, it's occurring in the places in which the government seems to know better about how to take care of yourself. Now, society should dictate what you can and cannot do, not this individual dictating what government can and cannot do. See, remember, we were we were founded on the idea that a strong central government causes problems. You think about it. King, monarch, strong central government. America, local rule, state rule, a fabric, the central government was a fabric, an outgrowth of the state governments to maintain a balance of power, so to speak, between the states so that we could work together. For those of us who are still have some sort of history education, the Articles of Confederacy were a miserable failure. You can't have multiple currencies, you can't have taxes when you cross state lines, if you're going to cross three states to get your goods to market, and so on and so forth. So we chose, as states, to give our federal government a limited amount of power, not the other way around. New York wasn't formed by the United States government. The United States government was formed by New York's input, Massachusetts's input, Connecticut's input. The 13 colonies became the original 13 nation states of the United States all the way along. And somewhere along the line, we took a turn for the worst. Some people say it was during the Lincoln administration in the Civil War where we became went from the United States to the United States. We were united. Now we are a, you know truly united. But there's still that balance of authority and balance of power. 
But it seems that we continue to give up more and more. We allow the federal authorities to dictate more and more of our lives. I'm not a fan of Obamacare. Not because I don't think that people should have access to doctors. Not that I don't think that people should have access to hospitals. I don't think that people should have be forced to do anything to be a United States citizen. See, I'm a firm believer that you know that the tax issue that the Supreme Court came up with to justify Obamacare is wrong. Just like the separate but equal doctrine was considered right for a while and discovered to be wrong, just like the Dred Scott decision in some instances was wrong based upon the property rights issue and the rights of an individual. Just like the idea that for a while they considered slavery was was okay. And then they woke up and recognized the simple fact that, well, eh, it probably ain't so good. You see, Obamacare, this one little overreaching idea in my book is nothing more than the idea of taking from you and giving to the guy down the street. Now, explain to me how that's wrong, how I'm wrong in my in my understanding. You can jump in. It's 516-387-1628. But here's the thing. If one person pays more money based upon their income for a service, that they're required to pay for, then the person down the street, all things being equal, family of four on one side, family of four on the other side, all things being equal, except the amount of money that the individual applying for the policy earns, where that person who earns less gets the rebates and the person who earns more pays more, what do you think that extra money is going to? It's going from column A, where the person who makes more money, to column B, the person who makes less money. That's a wealth transfer. It's a good old-fashioned, take it from you, give it to somebody else. Because they didn't earn the same amount of money. Now, if you wanted to make it fair, then what you do is you lower the rates so that everybody who has a family of four pays the same amount of money for a family of four. You want to manipulate a little bit, you can take into consider pre-existing conditions and medications and so forth. But no, they don't want to do that. They want to busy they want to be busy sticking their two cents in what doesn't belong. Such as sharing your information with thirty plus federal agencies, none of which have to do with health care. That's my problem. They, since when does a doctor ask you if you have guns in the house? Since when do they ask you, your kids, if they have access to guns in the house? Or alcohol? Sure. I got them both. I've got alcohol and i got firearms. I'm a Texas convenience store. i got alcohol and firearms. I just don't smoke. But I'm sure I could find some tobacco somewhere. It's a crazy, twisted world we live in. 
And that was that brings me to the next idea. The Republicans now have control of both houses of Congress. Who wants to bet that in six months they screw it up? That they absolutely can't seem to grab a set of balls amongst the members of the House or the members of the Senate. That somewhere along the line they will make a deal with the devil to simply continue to hold on to power and maintain the status quo. Somebody's not going to want to rock the boat. Rocking the boat is what politics is all about. If you're not pissing off 50% of the population, you're not doing it right. Because you're not going to be able to please everybody all the time. Even Ronald Reagan, when he had that sweeping victory, only took 49 states. People, we have got to give a good poke to our representatives. We have got to give a good little mm, wake-up call to our representatives. Emails, telephone calls, letter-writing campaigns. You know, I would wonder what would happen if they actually got inundated with real good old-fashioned letters. Even if it was a form letter, we all had a sign, put a stamp on it. Put a, first of all, the Postal Service would probably be very happy with us and would thank us for helping them bail them out of their, their multi-billion dollar shortfall. I don't know what it is this year, but we know it's going to be a couple hundred million dollars every year, you know, just because Congress screwed them on their retirement packages. But when? I mean, right now we figured out that they're having a problem with John Boehner. All right, fine. I don't like him. I think he's a putz. Re-elect your new Speaker of the House. Make sure this one's got a brass set. Make sure you can hear him clanking coming down the hall. Just make sure they're not as dumb as some of the other ones that have graced the halls of Congress. You know, for some people in that in that 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 body, there are some very smart people there that behave very stupidly and very foolishly. Otherwise, they wouldn't have allowed. And it would have been more of an outrage over DHS determining who is now a domestic terrorist. People who are against abortion, people who speak out against gay marriage, people who believe in a Second Amendment, people who believe in limited government, people who believe in fiscal responsibility. You know, the average everyday conservative. Now granted, we're not right on all things. And most of us really want to be towards the middle. We want the government out of our bedrooms and out of our lives. And we want them to spend as little money as possible. Those are called, that, that, that's actually called mainstream. That's the that's middle of the road America. The government, we recognize there are taxes that have to be paid. We have things the government needs to do. And the government's going to do them, like maintain the military, protect the borders. But we'll get to the borders in a second. Um, modern interstate commerce. You know, do the little things. You know, spending $4 trillion a year, that's a little bit more than the little things. That's a good chunk of our GDP. But we don't want them in our daily lives. 
We also don't want them telling us what we can and can't say. We can and can't think. And some people think stupid stuff, and some people say stupid stuff. But thinking stupid things and saying stupid things are not illegal, at least not yet. Doing stupid things, that's illegal. We can all recognize that we don't do stupid things. Uh, For example, you can protest at a, I'll use something very controversial, at an abortion clinic because you believe abortion is murder. You can stick signs up. You can rant and rave. You can jump up and down. You can make a complete ass of yourself. And you can be very good at it. But it's not illegal. Murdering doctors for providing health services to patients. That, let's correct this one, that is illegal. We've seen stupid people do that. And they should get what they deserve. Stupid people shoot at cops. I recognize the fact that cops are the face of government that we all come in contact with. They're also our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews. They're also our family members. They're our neighbors. Respect the uniform. Respect the individual. The government itself that has all the problems that we see, New York, California, and so forth, they're the lefties. They're the ones making our lives difficult. They're the ones making your life difficult. Change it. Vote them out. Recognize that government is not a solution to our problem, but government is the problem. You know, I'm thinking that when Reagan made that statement today, he'd probably be considered a threat to the establishment. He was a threat to the establishment then. Could you only imagine how it would be viewed today that if a politician stood up and actually meant what he said? You see, the GOP has got an opportunity to regain respect as a political organization. Now, I, I draw that from, from Nevada's position because the last couple of weeks here, in this, in this little old state of just under 3 million people, it is absolutely ridiculous. They are going to become, if they continue in their current path, a dead-on-arrival organization. They're done. They are going to be, they've got control of the legislature for the first time in 80 years. Some people say 85 years. But regardless of how many decades it's been before there has been a Republican body in in Carson City, these guys are willing to pass up the opportunity to make a difference, to show people that they weren't just a screw-you vote to the Democrats. Because right now, As we speak at this moment in time, the only reason the Republicans are in Carson City in Nevada is because they didn't want the Democrats back there. Not because they're better politicians, not because they're better candidates, not because they're going to do something different. But they couldn't trust the guys that were already there. It was a, you're better than the other guy vote, not I want you better 
and I want you I want somebody different. You're better than the other guy because I know how bad the other guy is. So when you're given a chance, why blow it? Why blow it by siding with the ones that put you that siding against the ones that put you there? Take the chance. Make the opportunities. You have a limited time to do your job. You have a limited opportunity to do the right thing. Properly fund education. Establish a budget for the next two years. Make sure that the government doesn't get much bigger, preferably smaller. Look at the tax issues. Maybe reduce them where you should be. Instead of continuing to increase the expenses and costs of actually doing business. And get the hell out of the way and let us do our jobs and live our lives. A message like that's got to go to Washington, too. We have got to stop the growth of government. Why do we have a Department of Education? We always go back to that one. To administer federal student loans? A trillion-dollar explosive device that's pretty much is going to be the next big boom, literally, and financially and economically. The next biggest problem is going to be our financial services sector getting smacked again with student loans. It's becoming almost impossible for people to pay them off. You see, 2015 is an opportunity for us to actually make a difference and make a change. It's an opportunity for us to turn around and say the status quo is unacceptable. Does our president wish to work with the legislative body, or does he wish to dictate from up on high how we should be? I heard just last week that they're hiring a thousand government workers, a thousand additional government workers, and establishing an immigration and citizen service, an immigrants and citizen service, to process the potential five million work permits and visas authorized under, still haven't seen it yet, the executive amnesty threatened by the president. I would deport every last applicant to make a point. You're here in the United States illegally. You're admitting to being here illegally. You've documented it and and provided us the information that you're here illegally. Thank you very much. It's time for you to leave. Yeah, that's how you shut the program down. You shut it down by now funding it. That's also another way of doing it. But it seems that uh, Congress didn't have a backbone before the break. 2015, we're five days in. Five days. We're actually only in the second business day of the year. And they're already screwing around. And I can't seem to figure out which side of the world is up. I'll tell you which one is up. We're tired of being forced to work like slaves. We're tired of being forced to work for the benefit of others. I don't want to continue to hear that somebody else needs my help. I have a family. I have relatives. 
I'd rather be able to have money in my pocket to help them. Not some stranger I've never met. Charity begins at home. Remember that one? Charity begins at home. Government has to recognize the simple fact that if you keep taking my money and giving me nothing for it, then charity ends before it starts. Sit tight. Back in a minute. Mostly Mail, your local provider for all your postal packaging and mailing needs, owned and operated by your neighbors. Mostly Mail provides the packaging and mailing services you need when dealing with all your holiday shipping. Visit Bill and the Boys at 7260 West Azure Drive, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89130, or give them a call at 702-294-6245. That's 702-294-6245 for more information. Mostly Mail, your local provider for postal packaging and mailing needs. They keep me connected, they can keep you connected. Stop on in and tell them Warren sent you. Hi, I'm Tom Jones, chairman for the Nevada Independent American Party. Join us every third Thursday of the month for our open meetings at 7 p.m. For more information, visit the IAP website at ccnviap.org or email us at chairman at IAP.org. Thank you. Do you have a product or service that would be attractive to the listeners of this program? Programs like this require support of interested parties, vendors, and advocates just like you to continue to bring the message of freedom and independence to its audience. Politically Incorrect reaches thousands of people each month worldwide through traditional media and the Internet, and our listeners want the opportunity to vote with their pockets and cash by supporting like-minded people and organizations. For more information on how to advertise on this show, send an email to adverts, that's A-D-V-E-R-T-S, at GaltSpeaks.com. That's A-D-V-E-R-T-S at GaltSpeaks. This program is brought to you by the Law Office of Warren R. Markowitz, Esquire. Attorney Markowitz, that's me, is licensed in New York, the U.S. District Court and Bankruptcy Courts in Colorado, and the Ninth and Tenth Circuit Courts of Appeal. For more information or to see if I can help you with your case, please contact me at info at MarkowitzLawFirm.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-A-W. F-I-R-M dot com. Warren Markowitz Esquire, a modern lawyer for modern times. Cryptocurrency and traditional forms of payment accepted. And we are back. Ah, been exciting so far. Sledding. I didn't realize it was that dangerous we should be banning it. You know, it's, uh, I'm glad somebody's taken, not, not glad somebody's taken that action. That's just downright stupidity. Again, nanny state. It's 1984. It's George Orwell's Animal Farm all over again. When we just think about some of the people that we have making decisions in this world, people who can vote, right? Let's go through this. Kanye West discovered Paul McCartney. The Twitterverse was all ablaze the other day with Kanye West finding this talented man, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Anybody remember the Beatles, Wings? Okay. It's, these are people who have no, we have failed an entire generation of people. We have victimized an entire generation to the point where everything is new. Everything has no basis or connection to the, to the old only the evil has has survived. The evils of slavery. Yeah, we recognize the evils of slavery. But if we were actually that upset about it, 
we'd be blowing the daylights out of the Arab troop uh, villages that are enslaving the children of their conquered enemies. We'd be hunting down the slavers. We'd have found most, if not all, of those young girls who were stolen from their school and sold as sex slaves and wives. That's an excuse, slavery. It's an excuse for a population in the United States to further separate themselves from civility and civilization. Slavery died 150 years ago. 150 years ago. In effect, April 1865. You give me three months, I'll give you an approximate date. So why are we being such bastards about it and blaming it on everything? Blaming it on everything. What about 50 years ago? When somebody had the guts to stand up and say, we've had enough. A hundred years after the Civil War ends, a leader emerges that says to the world, Forget what color my skin is. Judge me by my character. Judge me by what I can do, how I behave. If Reverend King was alive today, he would be furious by the opportunities that are being wasted by the young today, both black and white, brown and yellow. by blaming everybody else for what they can or cannot do. It's the old story all over again. It's the fool wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt because it's cool. Because he's a revolutionary. He stood up against the, the establishment. No, he was a mass murderer and a psychotic lunatic. He didn't stand up. He destroyed. He didn't grow. He didn't build. He murdered. These are the leaders that people have chosen. We don't have the greatest of leadership in the last 20 years. We haven't had the greatest of leadership in the last 20 years. We've had people who have been bought and paid for. From the putts we have in the White House now, to William Jefferson Clinton and his wife Hillary bought and paid for. I never really thought I'd come to that conclusion. But the more I think about it, the more what I see, the more I realize that it's the only solution to the problem is to identify the fact that we are losing control of our government. What I heard, coming from the banking industry, when I heard that Glass-Steagall was being eliminated, rolled back, that banks could now own, retail banks could now own investment banks or vice versa, I realized that things were not going to be okay for a very long time. And it lasted 20 years. Growth lasted 20 years. That was a wonderful period of growth until our homes all of a sudden doubled in price, and then the day after, they were worth half. 
And many of them still are to this day. Three, four years later, five years later. Half. You wonder how that figures in? When the banks, the investment banks, can dip into your deposits to invest your money as they see fit with no repercussions whatsoever because, you know, it's insured by the government. So what do they have to worry? They get to play. So a house that a teacher could afford at $150,000 a year if they made forty grand a year, all of a sudden it became $300,000. A teacher could afford it for a little while. Maybe. Next thing you know, that's done. So they kept turning it over. They become resources to be used and expended. I have a challenge to the GOP. A challenge to the new leadership in Congress. Stop creating new bills. Stop passing new legislation. Stop coming up with new ways to to build a better mousetrap. Start thinking about ways to reduce the cost of government to the average everyday individual who has to bear its burden. You don't even have to cut the taxes. Don't create any new ones. Go an entire session without creating a new tax. Reduce the amount of borrowing that we do from foreign governments and individuals in general. Strengthen America by refusing to continue to weaken her. You want to show that you have an opportunity to change the world? Start leading again. As much as many people like BHO, the man doesn't know how to lead. He certainly doesn't know how to govern. As a former community organizer, he simply knew that his goal was to get people angry enough to take from the other side didn't make a difference what it was. They have it, you don't. Go take it. Push them into a position to give it to you if necessary. I recognize that there's a great disparity between the poor and the rich. But if you want to lift the bottom, you don't tear the top down. You grow the middle class. You grow it with opportunity. You grow it with lack with lack of regulation and taxation. You grow it with well, an environment that's friendly for you and me to do business, to educate our kids without being politically indoctrinated. Education is reading, writing, arithmetic. It's the history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, they claim America is an empire. Start acting like one. If you want to be an empire, act like one. If you want to be a bully, congratulations, you have succeeded. You've managed to piss off a good part of the world, and you have managed to blame everybody else for their own, you know, create a solution where everybody can blame somebody else for their problems. 
But if America is to be blamed for being an empire and having imperialistic tendencies, it should be one. Or it shouldn't be one. But it's not supposed to be somewhere in the middle. We just, well, we're getting ready to pull out of Afghanistan. We just recently declared the war over. How do you declare a war over with a political enemy whose only goal has been to destroy you? And you left their territory that you occupied and controlled. War's over. Sweetheart, the war's just getting started. It's a war of civilizations. It's a war of individual freedom and thought against a 6th century political indoctrination in which if you don't agree because I say it's my religion, I get to kill you. I don't have to tolerate a religious group whose tenant is to destroy me. And I don't mean economically. I mean physically. Forced conversion or death? Which one would you prefer? Hmm. It's a toss-up. Live now, fight later, or die now, forget about the whole thing. For those of you who think the Palestinians are an oppressed people, why don't you look around the Arab world and find out why they were never invited in to the surrounding countries? They tried to overthrow Jordan when King Hussein there invited them in. They tried to murder him and overthrow his government. That didn't work out so good for them. They tried to do some damage in Egypt. Didn't work out so good there either. They weren't welcome in Lebanon. They tried the problems there too. Time and time again, people look at this little place called Israel, which is about the size of New Jersey, and say they're the oppressors. Have you ever just met a neighbor who simply wants to be left alone? Usually it's the weird one in the corner, you know? It's the old man in the house who's been there forever. Kids always wonder about going past him. On, you know, you know they don't know what's going on. They worry about walking past his house because they don't know what kind of person he is. They never really get to know them. That seems to be the same concept and the same idea. It's always their problem. The issue is always them. Wake up, world. Problems are staring us right in the face. Problems don't belong to one or the other group. The problem belongs to us all when we decide that we can make everybody happy. And we can make everybody just simply join hands around the fire and sing Kumbaya and everybody be warm and fuzzy and loving to each other. Some people you can't make happy. So you forget about them. Other people, you do your best. But in the end, the only thing you really, really, really need to accomplish is to simply get along with your, with your neighbors. So in the end, as we begin 2015, I ask you all to keep an eye out for the ridiculous, the absurd, the downright stupid. Because I got a funny feeling. Congress is not going to disappoint. And our state legislatures are probably going to follow suit. 
And you need to remember one very simple fact when it comes to government. It's not populated by the smartest people in the book. These guys are not the ones who can succeed on a grand scale in private practice or in building businesses or in running banks or in society in general. These are the paper-hat generals that think running a McDonald's restaurant is the epitome of their career. And I wouldn't put it past them that half of them probably couldn't do that properly either. So keep your eyes open, keep your ears to the ground, and we'll continue this conversation another time. But I appreciate you taking your time to stay with me and to share my thoughts. And remember, being politically incorrect is not offensive. It's simply thinking and speaking what's on your mind. Good luck. God bless, and welcome to 2015. I'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye. This program is brought to you by the Law Office of Warren R. Markowitz, Esquire. Attorney Markowitz, that's me, is licensed in New York, the U.S. District Court and Bankruptcy Courts in Colorado, and the Ninth and Tenth Circuit Courts of Appeal. For more information or to see if I can help you with your case, please contact me at info at markowitzlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-W-I-T-Z. L-A-W-F-I-R-M dot com. Warren Markowitz Esquire, a modern lawyer for modern times. Cryptocurrency and traditional forms of payment accepted. I'm a jihad boy Well I wouldn't trade my life for a camera or a gun